Gatsby is a podcast on My Family Slave by Alex Tuzon. I'm Leah. I'm Guana. I'm Natalie. And I'm Megan. The story we're talking about today gives an insight into an immigrant family from the Philippines. The family moves to America with promises of a better life. They take their slave Lola with them too. This story is told from the point of view of one of the sons, Alex Tuzon. In America, they are faced with struggles of immigrant life and hiding their culture, including Lola. The story highlights the dark side of the American dream and explores themes of cultural identity and perceived perfection. So one of the main themes that I picked up on was the author like defining what it means to be American, and there was a lot of different ways they did this. Anybody? Um, so I think that the author does this by showing how uh, Alex's family is perceived as like a perfect sort of immigrant family and to do this they have to be secretive about Lola and they can't really show her because that would give up their what they've worked towards and being like this perfect immigrant family that everybody thinks is great. Um, and it, like to expand off what Megan said especially when like right directly from the story it says quote to our na American neighbors we were model immigrants a poster family they told us so end quote. Um, I think that really shows how conformed and constrained they were into this whole fake idea of perfect immigrants because um, America as a whole is a nation that is a melting pot and has many different immigrants from all different places. So I think this whole concept of a model American is false. And yeah, I think that's what he's trying to explain about the American dream. Yeah, I think that even before um, the T-Zone family immigrated to America, they talked about how America promised so much more for their family. And although it seemed like they were the perfect immigrant family, with like those promises being fulfilled, it wasn't on the inside. And like, not even just talking about the families part of being American, but their neighbors telling them that, it's not, they don't talk about receiving like direct racial aggressions, but it's out of like microaggressions of people being like, oh, because you have a stable job and you don't like you're not struggling as what it seems on the outside they're like oh you're the good ones and then i know we kind of touched on this but like what other social factors do you guys think contribute to this idea of like this american story so i think that um there's definitely lots of like social pressures and like goals they have to kind of meet like guana was saying um so they feel accepted in society by their neighbors and like other people they meet in America um, because they just want to fit in and be like everybody else. And like going to a whole different country, like if one of us went to a different country, trying to hide the parts of us that are acceptable in America and not acceptable there, that's enough pressure for one person. Like having to do that for a whole family plus a slave and then holding a stable job doing that is really difficult. Yeah, it's very like backhanded and like everything, you know, you strive to be like one of the quote like good immigrants. Like it's, you can tell that even though you come to America, it doesn't necessarily mean you're American. Like you're still an immigrant to the Native Americans. Um, yeah, I know what you're saying. So um, I just, the author's family is Filipino. We probably should have clarified that later. So. Their culture is definitely a lot different than American culture, which really is no definite thing. It's just kind of a mix of what we think is acceptable, and it changes year by year. 
So, especially with saying slave in the title of our poem, a lot of people, like, I know when I first saw that, I was like, um, what am I reading? Because, like, you know, slave has a negative connotation in our society, obviously. Right. Yeah, how does this fit into America's, like, dream story? Yeah, because, yes. like, slave is definitely a negative side of our history that we don't like to speak about, and we almost like to shut it away to the side. So, I think another direct quote that kind of affirms that, that this um, is when he... Tizan asks his mom, um, like, why are you so rude to, like, our slave? And he uses the word slave, and his mom is just so flustered by that. He's like, she's like, why would you use that word? Because they've never been confronted with that. Because maybe for them, an indentured servant is different than here, where we see that as some type of enslavement because of the negative history we have had with it. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, it definitely, like, they didn't want others to find out about it because it would bring down their family's image. Like, they talk about when the neighbor would come over and he would ask questions. He would be like, why is Lola always working? Why are your parents yelling at her? And even though Alex knew it was wrong, he still had to stick up for his family and try to say something such as, like, um, he had to say, like, oh, like, she's old and she can't here like she's an old relative she likes to cook and clean like all that kind of stuff so I was gonna say that it's really important to note that all the people in the neighborhood like thought that I was just an older relative and that the parents used Lola as like a punching bag for all the kids like the things they did because they said their parents were never mean to them and they were normal loving parents except when Lola was around they were just like turned awful okay and then another question that I think can spark some good conversation is how is the motif of the American dream portrayed in the story so how would you say this whole symbol or ideology of this dream in quotes is portrayed through the story I think the dream is portrayed as something that's fairly easy for immigrants to achieve all you have to do is like make the trip to America and then you're almost like in with the dream. But I think we see, especially through Lola and through the T-Zone's neighbors, that that's not the case. And just because you appear to have the American dream, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that doesn't necessarily get brought up. So I think it's important to realize that the American dream is like, is not real and that it's something that people like outwardly portray, but nobody inwardly portrays the American dream. And one thing, like, that I thought was super important was Lola achieved her American dream later in life by having that freedom. She lives with the author now, and he gives her what she deserves, the money and the, like, equality and the freedom. And she achieved this dream despite the oppression that the Tizone family gave her. They used Lola as, like, a stepping stool to re make their dream easier. So instead of having to work to like clean the house or do the dirty work and raise the children, they used Lola without giving her anything in return to meet their dream. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, you, we read about later in Lola's life when she goes to live with Alex and his family after the parents are uh, gone, and it talks about like Lola has a really hard time like relaxing, and it takes her years even like months and years for her to finally like relax and like gain hobbies and you know only clean or cook when she wants to and you know like you see um 
when Alex says he comes home one day and Lola is like, she's like relaxing and watching TV and putting her feet up on the table and he was really happy to see her like finally relax. Um, I think that too, we see earlier in the article where um, they talk about letting Lola go home and she says how she's like afraid to go home and how, you know, she doesn't know anybody that's there anymore. And I think that puts into perspective like how how long she was a slave and how like, how she felt that she owed it to the Tizone family to stay with them like till the end. And that, um, that the Tizone family, although they treated her badly, like was her only family because she had to leave that all behind. So touching on like what Natalie, like her first point was how like the American dream is a facade, not like an actual internal goal. I think that really ties in to at least one thing we read, which is The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Um, because we see Gatsby as this figure who has like gotten the American dream, but later we find out that he's so broken inside, and this is really manifested through his house, I think, because it sees, as we go through the novel, it starts flickering, 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 we see trash all over the place. It's because inside, Gatsby may have everything exteriorly, but interiorly he has nothing, and he's kind of hopeless and left without anything. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, you can see, like, Lola's the total opposite of Gatsby in that way, whereas she starts out, like, broken with, you know, she has nothing, whereas Gatsby has everything. And she eventually works her way into, she gets material things, and she becomes happier and healthier and all that stuff. Like, she's the complete opposite of Gatsby. And a lot of, like, what we see in The Great Gatsby and even in this story is what makes the American dream so toxic in some points because you can't have like downfalls or down moments. It has to be like, I came here and I conquered, I made all this money and I made my life the way I want it. And that's a great thing if that's what happens to you, but you can never show the hardships. And that's like one thing just about America defining it now still is you can't let yourself rest or else other people view you as a weak. Yeah, 100%. Like, speaking on the toxicity, I thought it was interesting when, Megan, you were, like, talking about the American dream and you brought up, like, material objects. Because we, like, somewhat coincide American dream with having money and this wealth when maybe that's not how it is for everybody. Because we see, I mean, Lola lives a pretty nice life after, but I don't think that's what makes her happy. I think the respect she earns is what makes her happy. I don't think, like, being able to, well, this isn't, like being able to sleep on a real bed and not the floor I right. that may make her life better but I don't think that makes her happy I think the respect she earns that's a respect thing like getting a bed that is like respectful in itself like not being banished to the floor is just like a gain of respect and it's not like you said like Lola gets to have a nicer place to stay it's that she feels like respected and loved by Alex yeah, going off of what Leah said, um, I think that the American dream is really like one without the other. Like, you know, you think of the American dream, you think of money and riches, but you, you find out, especially with Gatsby, that he's like deeply unsatisfied with himself. And we find out with Lola that when she becomes happier later in life, she doesn't necessarily have, you know, all the riches and the money. So I think the American dream really is like either you get the American dream on the outside or you have it on the inside, but never both. So same thing about like the facade, I think another text is that's really similar is We Were the Mask by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. And in this 
story, I would say Tizon uses the motif of the American dream, but in the poem, Dunbar uses masks to symbolize. Um, and he's more talking about like post-slavery and how a lot of African-Americans at the time had to put on this mask and be happy with their lives, even though they were still receiving a lot of aggressions and segregation. And I think that's very similar to how we see Lola in the story. And she is, um, She's, oh, she has to accept how she is or some idea by society and she's just kind of like okay like she's just very she's described as very quiet very passive and then towards the end of the story we see she kind of retaliates but it's not in a negative way it's in a positive way because of course she's being suppressed like this so I think this is very similar um, they're both trying to hide but also are trying to point out at the same time because T-Zone um's family is definitely okay with being um fake towards the outside just so they can fit into society yeah that totally like i totally agree with that um another thing so we're talking about how alex towards the end of the story when he's all grown up he gives lola like the means to survive and this kind of ties into how the dominant narrative surrounds the author or alex um and it shows that alex doesn't really fit this narrative because he contains like all the necessities of the American dream or a lot of them. And he defies this narrative by, you know, giving Lola the means to survive and like even like thrive in her society after his parents did so much to suppress her and, you know, keep her like in like kind of like locked in a fence. Yeah, I think that once um, the word like slave is used that um, the T-Zone family, especially Alex, realizes that they owe it to Lola to like give her her freedom back once they like once he understands that Lola is a slave I feel like that just changes everything yeah with that it's like breaking the cycle because we haven't mentioned this yet but in the story it talks about how Lola was a gift from the mother in the story's father so it's like a generational thing and it was she was given Lola and Lola was like her caretaker, like her mother. And then that cycle started again with Alex and his siblings. And Alex broke that by making Lola a family member and a loved one. And then I think just to wrap it up, because we have been talking a lot about the story and other works of literature and what they define the American dream as, but I think it's very important that we all define it for ourselves because we are for Americans and my woke girls. So <laughs> we have to be able to define what that means to us. So, I mean, someone else. Um, yeah, I definitely think it varies per person. Like personally for me, the American dream would be like, you know, getting a job and making yourself self-sufficient. Eventually, you know, maybe getting married and having kids and just being successful and like happy and like thriving in life and society. Um, I think that the American dream, uh, for me personally, is um, is more likely to be achieved than for someone of a different gender or different race. Um, and I think that especially like it, America, the so-called like melting pot, although it does like infuse cultures and it is a land of opportunity, it only is like a land of opportunity if you fit America's narrative, which is the stereotypical like white Caucasian man. And um, I think it's important to notice that no matter how like far the quote American dream comes, that there's still 
like injustices and that that you will never be held up to the same like standard or same like social status as the stereotypical white male. Like similar to the American dream, I think American culture is also really perplexing because there's no such thing as American culture. I mean, other than Native Americans, nobody else was here before them. So it's just people coming in and infusing what they think, like how they want their society to be like, when the Puritans came or when the first um, settlers from England came, that's their society from different um, parts of the, uh, the world coming in. So I don't think American culture is one thing. And I think something like a bad thing with it is we can invite all these new cultures to come in because we're like, oh, we have the American dream. We're so open to anyone. Anyone can make it here. That we also end up mocking some of these cultures as we've seen with definitely like the fetish Oh, I can't say it. Fetishization <laughs> of Asian women and also um, the use of like black slang in a derogatory way, I think is some ways that we take this culture and we kind of nitpick at it and it's not fitting our box as and American culture. It's like, oh, well, we're all Americans. We're all like, it's like this big melting pot, quote unquote melting pot of cultures, but it's still so separated. It's like oil and water. And it's like, there's just no way for us to all like be American and have this American culture if we're not like respectful of other people and we see that in the story. I like really like that thing about the oil and water, whereas like we're all together, but we're separate at the same time. Um, yeah. Um, also, like how Leo was saying earlier about how America likes to just kind of push aside like slavery, um, because everything, like you were saying about the mixing of cultures, everything that has is so-called American culture is stolen or adopted from other cultures, and um, like even when you know you say that Christopher Columbus discovered America, but that's not true. That you know there were already natives there. So I think it's important to realize that the American dream stems from other cultures' dreams. So I just want to say that this is all our own definition, so people can take this into account, but we are not trying to shift anyone's opinion. And I think that's it, so... Bye! Thanks, bye. bye. <laughs>